You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And we are live with the Standing Room Spartans podcast, the picks episode for week two. Uh, we'll, we'll jump into it here. We will recap week one. We will give you our picks for week two, obviously the Michigan State game, and we'll highlight which other games we have on the schedule here. Of course, we are presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network. And just a quick kind of uh, note here. Last week, we did the fan picks on the website. Uh, we've we've run into some complications with that, so we're going to put these up on Twitter. So we don't have current fan picks to reveal, but um, we will give you guys a chance to get involved. Uh, and then we'll when we recap the picks from last week, we'll obviously mention it. But yeah, unfortunately, ran into some problems. But go on to Twitter at Standing Room MSU. You can just click the link in the episode notes. Um, and, and you'll find the ability to make all your picks against the spread in these games to see how you do uh, compared with us. Scott, anything before we get rolling here? Not much last week. Um, we both picked Alabama, which was you know, <laughs> so our traditional. Uh, both picked against Alabama. Which yes, we both picked against dumb. Alabama, which was terrible. They drubbed Miami. Maybe that'll make week three interesting for us. We'll see. Don't really know what Miami is or isn't. Uh, well, they are not uh, better than Alabama, but um, yeah, it was That's a good one week. thing we know for I sure. Think you, you, <laughs> you and the fans came out at five and two on the year so far. I'm sitting just behind you at four and three. So everybody is above 500 so far. Hopefully we'll keep that rolling. And just as a reminder, it's one point for every pick, two points for the Michigan state game. So that's how we come out with seven points after uh, six games. Uh, but yeah, last week, uh, the difference in opinion between me and Scott was the Penn state Wisconsin game. Uh, I will say this, Scott, as somebody who picked Penn State, who is somebody who bet on Penn State to win that game straight up, I'm a very happy man, but I did not feel comfortable throughout any part of that game. Wisconsin was dreadful in the red zone. I think they had like three turnovers once they got to the red zone. It was just a brutal game. They should have won. I, I will absolutely surrender that, but that doesn't make my pick any less correct. So I'll take that one where I can get it. Yeah, I was in the woods all weekend, uh, so I didn't see that live. I did catch the highlights. Penn State just had enough big play potential. Jahan Dotson just made enough plays to put him in position to uh, to score a couple times. But I'm 
actually pretty glad I didn't sit down and watch that game. As much as I love a defensive battle, um, that looked frustrating. It was a hard uh, it was watch almost, for parts of it, I will say. It was similar to Illinois and Nebraska week zero, uh, but against two of what were supposed to be the Big Ten elite teams. Um, and maybe that's just what two elite defenses yeah, yeah, and, like and just as other, a but. as a note too, because somebody brought this up. I forget who. I think it was Tom Fernelli uh, from CBS. They were talking about okay, let's. They, they were recapping the week, and they said, okay, let's get into the Georgia Clemson game, the game of the week. And Tom was like, but wait, no, no, no. I saw that game at noon. It was called Penn State Wisconsin, and it was. It is funny. I will say the national perception of a game with zero offensive touchdowns between Georgia and Clemson and a low scoring game between Penn state and Wisconsin. One of which was played at noon. One of which is, is being described as kind of this sloppy, poor offensive play. And one of which is being described as, you know, the two best defenses in the country going head to head in a primetime matchup. So I will just kind of bring that up as something that I found interesting, but uh, it was, it was a good game to watch. I will say, but um, yeah, it was sloppy at times for sure. Uh, We both hit the Georgia game. Speaking of that, we both picked Georgia and that one, they won that game straight up and we both had Indiana against Iowa. Iowa just put the hurt on. They had two pick sixes. Wow. They had another interception. It was a crazy game. Um, I can't remember the kid's name now that had both of the pick sixes for Iowa. They were both early and they just kind of jumped out, stormed out to an early lead and, and it was impossible for Indiana to come back. So yeah, that one was basically over by the end of the first half. Uh, but that was a loss for both of us, but, uh, we are both either at or above 500 after one week. So we're going to look to keep that going. Uh, when you're picking against the spread, that's really hard to do. So we're, we're going to keep that rolling here in week two. Yeah, so we will uh, we'll finish with Michigan State. Technically, it's tied for the earliest game of the week, but we'll uh, we'll save our game for the end here. So, first game up, uh, probably the game of the week nationally, one of certainly, um, Oregon and Ohio State. I don't know what the updated rankings are. When I looked, it was eleven Oregon and three Ohio State. Um, the AP poll was really screwy yesterday as I was writing these up. They couldn't get their website sorted out, but in any case, I believe the line's currently at Ohio State by 14 and a half, which I hate. Um, <laughs> Kevin, I'll let you start with this one. I I learned something from the Alabama-Miami game that I picked <laughs> wrong. And, and that's something that, you know, hey, you, you lose a bet, you lose a pick, you lose a bet, uh, you, you, you hopefully take something from it. What I took from it is that when I went into that game, I said, okay, Alabama's great. I know that, but Miami's still a really good team and you're giving them a lot of points. And, and I'm just going to, I'm going to go with a good team getting that many points. Um, I learned and, and I've adapted and I know what Ohio state is. And I, I think Oregon struggled week one against Fresno state. I'm taking Ohio state. I'm taking the points here in Columbus. I think the 14 and a half is what kills me. You have to win by more than two touchdowns. Uh, but I just think the offensive, the, the offensive firepower for Ohio state is just silly. The, the, 
way that they came out of that Minnesota game was that CJ Stroud supposedly had a bad game and threw for like 300 yards and four touchdowns. So give me Ohio state. They're going to walk off the bus and score 40 as chip Patterson says, uh, I'll take Ohio state. I'll take the points. Yeah. So this will be a really fun game in the horseshoe. Uh, you know, those fans are going to show up. I, I think it, it did come in at Oregon at number 12. So top 12 matchup anyway. Um, and Ohio state that's their home opener. Um, so add a little bit more energy to that. And Ohio state, I think has something to prove. They didn't look like they'd like to, I'm sure against Minnesota. And I think Minnesota will be a good team this year, but um, in Oregon looking to bounce back, you mentioned they had a tough start against Fresno state. This is not an environment to bounce back in. Um, it's not a confidence inducing environment. It's, you know, after kind of a confidence sapping win in week one, I think Oregon's going to get kind of boat raced in this one. I think I'd probably take Ohio state in the high twenties. Um, so yeah, give me Ohio <laughs> state straight up with the points. Um, I, th- I don't think it's going to be close. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move on from that one. I, I, it was a tough Ten line against, uh, against a fellow Alliance team. It'll be, uh, <laughs> tough to run up the score. There's no Alliance when the, uh, when the whistle <laughs> blows, uh, I don't know. I tried to come up with something good there. It didn't, it didn't come to me, but, uh, yeah, Ohio state big, uh, the other game of the week, both in the big or involving the big 10 this week, uh, in-state rivalry, Iowa, Iowa state. So this is, I think. Some people were calling it top 10. I think it 10 versus nine at top 10, 10 versus nine. Okay. 10 versus nine. They're barely so sneaking in at a top 10 matchup, but they, this line seems, especially after Iowa's week one performance against Indiana, like really yep. generous to Iowa state, Iowa state didn't look very good in their opener and they're four and a half. Yeah. Iowa state by four and a half right now. So I'll start with this one. I like Iowa. I think they looked phenomenal in their opener. Indiana should be a good team. They may have some holes that, that Iowa took advantage of, but I think Iowa looked phenomenal. Iowa state didn't look phenomenal in their opener. Um, 16, 10 win over Northern Iowa. So yeah, I mean, it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. This, this rivalry has gone both ways as of late, although Iowa traditionally has the upper hand in it. And I think Iowa continues to roll in this one. Um, yeah, Iowa state's always a good team and they, they seem to be kind of a Jekyll and Hyde good team where they'll, they'll win a few games. They shouldn't, and they'll lose a couple head scratchers every year. And I think they struggle in this one. Iowa continues to roll by a touchdown plus. Give me the Hawkeyes. I already bet this game for Iowa to win straight up. I, I don't, like you said, I do not understand how Iowa state is more than a field goal favorite. I thought this would be closer to a pick them. Uh, I think Iowa looked awesome on Saturday against a ranked opponent in Indiana. I, I think that Iowa State, I, I, it's just a matter of like, I'll believe it when I see it, man. It, they've won a lot of games in the last couple of years, but they just haven't had that big statement win until I see them go out and beat in Iowa or, or something like that. I, I'm just, I'm going to bet against it. So give me Iowa especially if you're going to give me four and a half points. I, that's a lock, man. I, so I, 
again, I'll probably sound stupid after saying this. I'm, I'm on a heater. I've already put this out into the universe, so I'm knocking on wood, but I'm on a roll now. This is probably where it, it ends. But uh, yeah, give me Iowa and the points uh, without a doubt in this one. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, it, it may not be a lock. Iowa State's a good team, but just from week one um, and, and where we're feeling, I, I think that's that's probably the sexiest um, money line bet that I've found this week in college football. So um, next one, seven o'clock Saturday, really intriguing one after Miami got run out of the building against Alabama. Uh, Appalachian State at Miami, who dropped to number 24 this week. Miami is a, it was an eight and a half point favorite. Um, it was either eight or eight and a half as we started recording. Uh, we're going to go with eight and a half. So Miami returns home, tails between their legs. Appalachian State, always a tough group of five uh, matchup. I think they'll continue to be tough this year. Kevin, how are you feeling about this one? And what are you looking for as we look at our Miami, you know, as our week three um, opponent? Yeah, this is a fun one because you kind of get to scout Miami and, and kind of see what they're heading, uh, what they're looking like. I, obviously, they got crushed by Alabama, but we know as Michigan State fans clearly that it's hard to take away a lot from a, a, a giant loss to Alabama just because they're so much better than everybody. Um, so I, I, I think Miami's better than what you saw on Saturday afternoon. There's no doubt about that, but, uh, yeah, we're going to be definitely watching this game. It's, it's like you said, it's a later kick. So we're, we're going to be able to get eyes on this one. And I think this is going to be a pretty tough matchup for both teams. Miami they need this win, man, with, with a tough schedule coming up, you know, say what you want about Michigan state, but it's, it's a big 10 team that they they know that they're going to have a, a dog fight against us. And you, you don't want to start off this year. Oh, and two. So they're going to come out desperate. They're going to come out firing on all cylinders. Uh, if, if they're going to be ready for it, app state is a good team though. And, and so I'm taking app state with the points here. If you look at what they did last week, so they won 33 to 19 against East Carolina, who is a good AAC team. Uh, East Carolina scored on like a 60 yard touchdown early in the first quarter. And then they got a garbage time touchdown with like two minutes left. So the, the, the game was not as close as the, the score might lead you to believe, even though they, they still handled that game by two touchdowns. The reason I'm picking App State to keep this one within eight and a half, they ran for, they had two, two guys, two running backs go for under over 200 yards. And when I was watching that Alabama-Miami game, that's what kept popping off the screen for me is it seemed like every time Alabama was lining up to run the ball, they were getting four or five yards easy. And so give me App State with the points here. Uh, I think App State is going to be able to run the ball and keep this one close. Uh, and until the end, I, I don't know if, if I'm really giving him much of a chance to win it, but I like him to keep it close enough. Give me the Mountaineers here. Yeah, this is one of those group of five power five matchups that you kind of keep your eye on going into the weekend. Um, Miami probably scheduled this hoping for somewhat of a tune up. I mean, you can't necessarily put Appalachian State on your schedule these days and expect a tune up game unless you're, you know, a real elite program, but 
Um, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, you mentioned how desperate Miami is going to be for a win. Michigan State, uh, you, you, you mentioned Big Ten, Power 5 opponent, looked good week one. I, I don't think Miami fans probably know really what to make of us yet after that performance, but certainly reason to be a little nervous more than you were going into the year about the MSU game. So this one's circled as their non-conference, you know, must win. And I think they'll get it done. I think um, they're going to have a good bounce back. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do think they'll carry the eight and a half points. Um, so give me Miami by 10 to 14 uh, hard fought game, pull away in the end, just uh, too many playmakers out there. Yeah. I think so, that's the thing that worries me is they're, they're definitely significantly more athletic than Appalachian state, but um, yeah, so we got our, our difference of opinion here this week. Love to see it. There we go. Now, one of the ones I'm not going to touch with my money with a 10 foot oh, hole, God, no. um, Washington at Michigan. Yes. Washington at Michigan, Washington had a terrible opener, um, lost to an FCS team. Michigan had a phenomenal, uh, opener drubbed Western Michigan, uh, make with that what you will make of that what you will. I don't know. The English, the English <laughs> gears are still getting moving today, but, um, Six and a half points for Michigan. Um, it's a tough one. I mean, you're sitting right under that touchdown mark for Michigan. Kevin, what do you think? This is, like you said, this is a terrifying bet. I love the under in this game for anybody who's out there betting. Uh, I don't love the spread. I do love the under. It's two good defenses uh, for as much as, as Washington looked terrible and lost to an FCS team. The defense is still good. It's just their offense that was inept. And Michigan, their offense looked looked great, but they lost Ronnie Bell for the season, which sucks for him. He was really looked like kind of that breakout guy that they needed. Uh, and without him, I, I don't know if they have that guy that can stretch the field and make big plays uh, vertically. So I love the under, which leads me to a pick that I, I really don't like. But if I'm going to take this one to be really low scoring, I'm going to take the underdog as well. Uh, I think Washington is oh. just going to – it's going to be a rock fight. I think – I like I'm looking at this game as like a, a 19 to 12. I mean, that's kind of where my head's at, which I guess is a seven-point game, which means I should take Michigan. Um, but no, I, I think just from a, a philosophical standpoint, if you like a team to, if you like an under, especially an under that's in the forties, you should probably take the underdog. And that's kind of where I'm heading. I, I don't like it. I don't think it's the right pick. I really don't. But just from a philosophical standpoint, I think it's going to be low scoring and it's hard for a team to pull away by a couple touchdowns or more than a touchdown if it is a low-scoring game. So I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring rock fight. I think Washington I, rebounds just enough. I don't think they're as bad as they were in week one, but I also don't think Michigan's as good as they were in week one, and especially without Ronnie Bell. I think that's a huge loss for them without that guy who can go stretch the field. So Washington plus six and a half with more of a question mark than an exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Washington. I mean, 
listen, the turnovers shot him in the foot week one. They had three interceptions. Uh, the Grizz, the Montana Grizz, did not turn the ball over at all, and that was the difference. I mean, yardage was pretty close. Washington outgained them. Washington had almost twice as many first downs. I mean, they made enough plays, but they shot themselves in the foot a few times. Um, I still like Michigan in this one. I think Washington's got too many holes. Um, and again, it's a tough environment. The big house is certainly not as intimidating as the shoe down at Columbus, but it's still an enormous uh, stadium full of fans that uh, really hope you look like you did week one. Um, your fan base isn't going to travel all the way to Ann Arbor. It's going to be a big environment. I think um, they're doing the maze out. Which is just always yes. hilarious to me. Yeah. I, I've Ooh, always thought that they know. should go with the blue instead of the yellow because yeah. it just looks terrible on TV. But it's like a sunflower you can see from space. <laughs> it's um, terrible. I don't understand it. And with a color like yellow, I never like it because every nonconformist sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Or do the uh, or do the Michigan you. State like stripe the stadium. Even that would be better. Like right. the maze out is a brutal look, but it is a tough place to play at night when they're when they're all firing like you said. So, I like Michigan in this one. Um they're going to have to find their playmakers this year. Michigan does seem to have kind of a, a I will say bad luck with injuries the last really during the Jim Harbaugh era, they've had a few that have really big, big injuries early in the season that seem to derail some of their momentum, not giving them excuses, but uh, it does seem to be a little bit of a trend and definitely hope Ronnie Bell can recover quickly and come back and uh, return to his former uh, success because he was an exciting player to watch and you never root for injuries. So in any case, I think Michigan gets it done. Um, Washington will limit them. I do also like the under, but I think Washington's really going to struggle to score in this one. So, uh, yeah, give me Michigan by at least a touchdown. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, and my money will not be touching it. I, I really do think that's the right pick. I just – it's it's all based on principle here that I'm going with the Huskies. So, Well, we got at least two we're not agreeing on. This is progress. Uh, the chum factor is decreasing as we speak. Yeah, we don't agree on everything, so, as you can see. <laughs> that brings us to our last game. Maybe not the most exciting draw nationally, but certainly the one we'll be watching the closest. Youngstown State making the trip up to East Lansing to take on our Spartans. Michigan State, the line has been bobbing around a little bit, 19 and a half, 20 and a half. We have 19 and a half uh, MSU. So big line. But bad opponent, Kevin, we going to carry those three touchdowns? Yes. This game will be on Big Ten Network. It's going to be one that only fans of Michigan State will be watching. I can pretty much guarantee that. But, yeah, this Youngstown State team is not good. Uh, I, I made the comparison where I was watching their highlights. You know the difference between – a college offensive lineman and a high school offensive lineman. They both might be 300 pounds, but they carry it in entirely different ways. Uh, the Youngstown state offensive line, there's a lot of gut weight, uh, which, which doesn't really help you a whole lot. I think just the sheer difference in athlete in power in speed is going to be very noticeable they don't have a, an offense that is able to really move the ball down the field in the passing game. 
And I think we've shown against Northwestern already that we can really limit the run game with this group of defensive linemen rotating in with the linebackers that, that have made an impact. I don't see Youngstown State being able to get more than seven points in this one. And so if you're asking me that can Michigan State score more than 28, I think we absolutely should against a terrible defense. So I think this one's going to be if, – if you gave me this line at four touchdowns, I'd probably still take Michigan State – uh, if you gave it to me at five, that's probably where I'd start thinking about it. So 19 and a half, I think, is a gimme. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Spartans here to roll. Yeah, this line, it's a nice panic gauge um, for me. I think if we struggle to to cover this line, I'm a little worried about the team uh, against stiffer competition. Again, we mentioned we don't really know if Northwestern is um, – a good barometer for where this program's at. It's certainly a good one to have. It, we looked great, uh, but you don't really know at this point how much weight to put into it. If we beat Youngstown State by a lot, you still don't necessarily know what you have, but if you don't cover this spread, you start to go, okay, uh, you know, why didn't we cover it? Obviously, what how we look in that situation would tell us a lot, but I think – you really want to cover 20 points against a team like this. If, uh, if this team is taking the steps forward that we think they are, um, I do like Michigan state to cover this one. I think it'll, I, I'm right there with you. I think it'll be 30 ish point game. Um, and another be... thing, another thing too, that we, we forgot to mention in the preview podcast is that fans will be in the stands in East Lansing for the first time since I believe November, 2019. So where a lot of times in these matchups, you're worried about just a lack of energy, kind of that methodical, lazy Sunday afternoon game. I think people are going to be amped up for this one fans. I think it'll be pretty damn near sold out and filled stadium. The players will feed off of that energy and if you have a team that's up for an FCS game, they should have no problem with it. The, the only times you struggle with these games are when you're just, the team isn't up for it. Team isn't ready. The team isn't energized. I do not think that's going to be a problem this week. Yep. So we both got MSU covering 19 and a half. If it was 20 and a half, the pick would be the same. Um, so that's that. Uh, we got two games that we're not agreeing on so should have maybe a little bit of separation this week one way or another um and yeah we'll get these polls up on twitter like kevin mentioned by the time this drops they will be up um you can book that so head over to twitter we'll keep these open until uh, i think kickoff noon mm -hmm. saturday um if twitter gives us that ability so get over there get them up uh we will keep rolling with your picks against ours as this season moves uh through the weeks and uh yeah i think uh, i think our our listeners are pretty smart so i think they're right there with us right now i think that'll continue and and we'll see if we can outsmart the group all right so have yourselves a phenomenal weekend of college football not as good of a slate as we had last weekend overall but there's still plenty of good games and hopefully we can kick it off with a big win at noon and just kind of let the rest of the weekend ride feeling good. So let's get out of here. Have everybody have yourselves a great weekend. Enjoy the game. Uh, hopefully if for anybody who's going to the game, maybe you're listening to this on the way to the game. I don't know. Um, enjoy 
tailgate the hell out of it. Uh, we won't be there this week. Uh, I'll be there at the next home game uh, against Nebraska. But uh, yeah, we, neither of us will be there. So uh, enjoy, drink, be merry, have a great time. Go green. Go white. Take care, folks.